Like you, know, you don't see it like you know. Because well, I'm going to tell y'all the was, production is well, way better well, on Kanye Donda album than well, it is on oh, Breakout. What I had heard was, <laughs> what I had heard was, right. I'm going to hit the button on your ass, man. Your, your guy been having folk roll up on, on folk and stuff. And that's why Chris had to take down Kanye yeah. as a whole ho. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> Kanye, got, Kanye got real power. That's Chris Brown power. Kanye hit a button, mother. <laughs> I don't mess with y'all. I apologize, I Kanye. Because I'm trying to tell y'all. We ain't mess with you because Kanye might Drake take our credit. Drake has been consistent with Drake. Hold on, hold on. He didn't do hold nothing on. different. Drake is giving y'all the same... Hits. Uh, Hits. No, it's hit not. Out of that album, out of that album, it's only six songs. Hey, y'all, welcome, welcome, wrong. welcome to another episode of Put You On Notice. And you on, that's right, you on with uh, uh, the V's very own, Queen V at that. You know what I'm saying? We got V100.7, Bailey Coleman in the building. What's up? Okay! Yeah. I, got, I got some cheers. I got some. Yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'm so happy, babe. I'm so happy, babe, because we got Bailey on the show. And then, Fantastic. You know, uh, it, and it's not because, it is because of you that we are here. Mm -hmm. and, and we give you your flowers on this show often. So I want to do it right now Aww. while you're here in person. And I really want to thank you for giving us this opportunity to be here at iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia Milwaukee. Aww. So you know what I'm saying? Do put your notice podcast. Right. Aww, you know what I mean? really? yeah. I shout y'all out the other day. Too. Okay. We got a shout out. Okay. Yeah. I, out. Yeah. I did. I did. We, we know, moving up. Okay. Yeah. 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 I have to say, it, it's your talent uh -huh. and your persistence and consistency okay. that has got you here. It wasn't me. I just was just like God's unit to go. Oh, hey, yeah. Preach, go, Preach girl. That's, That's the truth. That. That's yeah. What's up. That's what's up. So, you, you know. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that too. You know what I'm saying? Give it to us some flowers. Okay. Why and honestly, uh, speaking of flowers, y'all need to go grab your merch, man, because this hey, is. Wait, hold on, hold okay. On, hold on, hold on, oh, oh, it's, it's all pion in here, man. You know what I mean? Stop it. We had to represent. Exactly. So this is the new uh, Give Me My Roses While I'm Here Ooh, I like design. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's red with the gold because everything that I do, I put my blood, sweat, and tears in it. So that's why I got the little Ooh, drip with it. Dang. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm very, I'm very happy to introduce this. So if y'all interested in grabbing some merchandise, make sure y'all shop Pion at PionMedia.com. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And no, for those who are listening to the podcast, you can also check it out on our YouTube page under Put You On Notice Podcast. There you go. Yeah. That's what's up. But yeah, back to the interview, man. You okay. know what I'm saying? Bailey Coleman is in the building. We we here with a with a real a real legend. A yes, real Uplift the city of Milwaukee in lots of different ways. Positive uh, And that's what we're here for. And we actually, we don't start at the beginning. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know a lot of us don't really know a lot about Bailey Coleman. So let's let's just start at where, what really brought you to radio? Or like, what What, what made you journey? take this career back? Yeah. You know, what got you? <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I wasn't doing like 
the radio. Okay. Thing, right? Mm -hmm. I was into theater and acting when I, you know, like when I graduated from high school. I right? don't talk about that. So <laughs> I went to a, a, a college of the arts. Okay. You okay. know, uh, in Seattle called Cornish. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to school there. Now, in Seattle, there's this thing called the Washington Pre-College. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, it tells you what career field you should go into. And it's a requirement that everybody take it before you graduate from high school. So it's like a test that are like pretty much yeah, points on the like, right direction. You know, right. It's like, you Or a direction you if, should go. Right. Right. Because it'll be like, well, if the sky is blue and the water is gray, would you go swimming? And you just go, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That kind of deal. It asks you crazy questions like that. And somehow, through all of those things, it tells you, what career path you should take. Okay. And mine was actually journalism. Okay. Okay. So, but I ended up in radio because, I, I mean, it just happened that way. I was, you know, when I was in high school, uh, I remember the broadcast school that I would later go to, kind uh -huh. of like a gateway, like, or MATC mm -hmm. or something uh -huh. like right, that. Right, right, right. They came in and they were like, uh, you know, you should get into radio, blah, blah, blah. And at the time, I was like, radio? Not really realizing what a role radio yeah. had actually played in my life already, right? Right, right. Because, you know, for all of us, it's just a thing at the crib that mm -hmm. we turn on. It's our soundtrack. It's our, yeah, it is our soundtrack. It, it really is. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but at that time, when I was graduating, I was like, no, I really wanted to go to this this college that I had been accepted to. Right. Because up until that point, I had been in choirs, I had traveled doing, you know, choir stuff, I had done some uh, television stuff, okay. just little stuff, yeah. being involved in different organizations and groups, so I kind of got a taste of it. So I was like, no, I want to go into acting, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I had been in some uh, theater programs and stuff. Because we seen you, you was in the wood, right? No, that wasn't. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that was my cousin. But, uh, but so I ended up you know, doing that for like two years and realizing that that was, I, this lady came into our class and uh, she was like, well, you're going to be a waitress for so long that, you know, you're going to uh, apply to be in the play and probably build sets and do all these other things. And uh -huh. I was like, yeah, that ain't me. She uh -huh. squeezed the love right out of you. I was like, you know, and I'm really not feeling waiting, you know, theater, you got to, you know, you may not get a part, but you get to build a set. Right, you right. Give you a job, so, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know. You just wanted to act. Yeah. And I wanted to, more importantly, I wanted to be on every day and not have to depend on other people. I feel mm -hmm. like. For my success, which I thought when I got into radio, that would be the deal. But really, we all depend on each other. It takes a team yep. to work. Yes. And, and I learned that quickly, and I was willing to be a part of that. But the solo part that I liked was being on the air. Uh-huh. Right? That was my deal. I could do... Be, be creative? Yeah, I could be as creative. And I could create a person that I wanted to be, and I could be on mm -hmm. every single day and not have to study lines and do this and do that. I had to be on there. Um, so and you just brought up a valid point, though. You uh -huh. could create the personality or the... Yeah, person you want to be, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people know. And can I? Can I? Can, can I share? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, hey, just don't cut. Right. I ain't gonna cut it, but I'm just saying it's it's a, it's a, it's well, a well, you could you could say up to this point, you know, people you know. rename themselves when they get in radio. Yeah. Okay. And then so that's what I did. I renamed myself. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. And why Bailey Coleman? Um, you know, it's an ode to my mother and my grandmother who. 
uh, both right. uh, passed away like when I was getting into radio. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend of mine, my mom gave me a whole bunch of family names. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I used to sell clothes. Everybody used to sell clothes. Okay. Worked okay. at a clothing store. Okay. And my manager at the clothing store actually had went to college with Connie Chung. I don't know if y'all know. Yeah, she Connie wore his wife, right? Yeah, Maureen Povich's yeah. wife. She used oh, to be okay. the host of the NBC okay. Nightly yeah. News. Yeah. She was baller. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Educate him, please. Yeah. Okay, I know. Young buck. Young buck. Yeah, really. And so, um, so. Uh, she went to school with her. Okay. And so she was like, let me help you with your air name. And she came up with it. One day I was Real talk. I was <laughs> putting clothes on the rack. You uh-huh. know? She said, I got it. And I said, what? She said, you. You're a Bailey Coleman. And I was like, for real? I think that works. Yeah. And so uh, Bailey was my mother's maiden name and Coleman was my grandmother's maiden name. Oh, hey, that's love. That's definitely that's love. love. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's really that's yeah. really good story. I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That that means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could take the government name, y'all. Right, right. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, that's all I was saying. Not a lot of people that's, know. And that's none of y'all's business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do that to protect the innocent. Okay. Because when right. I, when right. I originally started, too, yeah, when I... When I originally started in radio, I was in my hometown. Right, right, right. And so, you know, you get to people paying attention to you. And the good thing is, see, we, I'm not in the city with my family anymore. Right. That's sometimes mm-hmm, can work out mm-hmm. in your favor because you can't control, you know, what your people do. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, right. That is true. So yeah. Every action, there's a reaction. Exactly. And, and then, honestly, so, there's another thing. I have a quick question. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. What was your favorite part about selling clothes? <laughs> Talking to people. It really was. Because I would be like, we we had this thing called, okay, y'all don't need this. <laughs> we had this thing called units per transaction, UPTs, okay. right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm always, I like to win. Uh-huh. You know, and so I, you know, you would have to talk people into getting. Oh, yeah. Accessories. Accessories oh, and yeah. stuff, right? Uh-huh. So I was always on the UPT train. Uh-huh. We didn't get paid by, you know, we had an hourly wage. Yeah. So we didn't get paid by, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. by, you know, how much we sold or anything. Right. But it was units per transaction. You want to get your units per transaction? Your UPT. I was like, all right, then. Right, I right. got this. Because <laughs> I was just like, I was just like that competitive yep. with yeah. my coworkers. Okay. They used to hate it because I didn't work as many hours as they did. Uh-huh. But I was selling. Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. I was selling. Uh-huh. Part two, I like waxing the racks. Did you guys real did you realize that they wax the racks? No. Yes. I used to work at the gap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So, what you mean waxing them? So they take wax paper uh-huh. and they the the racks, they would have the long racks in there. Like uh-huh. if you go to Nordstrom track, they have those yep. racks, right? Well they take wax paper. They mm-hmm. usually don't do it when customers are ready. Okay. Right? okay. But they uh they take wax paper and they uh rub the racks with them so yeah. that when you slide your hanger across it just, sli- okay. it just slides. Okay. And it's a smooth slide. Hey, I used to work at Hollister. See? We ain't never did that. Hey Bells, yeah. I don't think people actually honestly realize you know, for me meeting you, to hearing you on the radio, uh-huh. I didn't realize you know they you know your voice was who you were at at, at first. You know, like uh-huh. I love the fact that your voice is different on the radio than it is in person. Oh, you feel like it's different. I do, yeah. Because yeah, I'll be in the grocery you, store and somebody will turn around and be like, "It depends on what you say." Oh yeah, it depends on what you mm-hmm. say. Bam! 
lightly. Because <laughs> there are certain things I hear you say, and I'm always like, because <laughs> you be putting that little smooth, sexy radio voice. Uh, up. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's the girl Bailey coming. No, 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 it's all in the processing. Bro. Okay, it's all in the processing. Right, because they they did say you know, and this is one thing I learned coming to radio. Radio was the first form of catfishing. Right. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because yeah. you know what? I mean, you never heard that? Yeah. Oh, you know Makes what? Because so. people call you. I mean, you don't know when people. Well, now it's not so much like that. Yeah, right. right. Yep. Because people can go on websites and look at you. And social and media presence is big. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. But back in the day, yeah. you know, people call you on the request line and talk all smooth to you. And then you look outside and you like. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she not here. She not here. I'm not really sure who you are, but she not here. You know? And sometimes they need to do the same to you. They go, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, she not here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not this way. No, I was looking for uh <laughs> So uh let's jump into your you know, your your growth within radio because you started in promo, right? Or did you? Did, uh, or no, did you I originally didn't. start as an on-air personality? Yes, I okay. did. Yes. So here's the deal. I actually initially started as a producer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Um, uh, and so I, um, out of radio school, I had, well, towards the tail end of my being in radio school, I had two internships. Okay. And one was at like a Frank Sinatra station. Mm. My very first what action. What you do about that? Just, <laughs> she probably got a lot of Frank Sinatra songs right now. Well, my very first internship was at a country station. Okay. Okay. That lasted for about a week. Okay. It was it was answering request lines or whatever yeah, in Seattle. Yeah. And, I mean, it was cool. It was cool and everything. But then I got the one at the Frank Sinatra station, and they pretty much wanted me at the same time. So I was like. Deuce's country. Uh-huh. This is a little uh-huh. bit closer. Uh-huh. I'd rather listen to Frank all day than country all day. Okay. It was cool. Country music back then was twangier. Yeah. Right now, yeah. now it's more, it's come through kind of a renaissance. Uh-huh. That's a little mm-hmm. dope. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the um, beat's a little different. The they got beats now. And so then uh, I was there for, you know, several months. And then I got the intern station at the urban station. Okay. And it's still in Seattle? Yeah. my No, it doesn't exist anymore. My instructor at the time was the morning man at that station. Okay, that's cool. uh, And it was called KKFX, and he asked me, his name was Alex Darby, and he asked me, hey, I need you to come and and produce the morning show. What do you think about that? And I was like, okay. (laughs) And he said, I can't pay you anything, but I'll get you breakfast every morning. And I was like... Okay. That was my first job every morning going and getting them breakfast. Okay. And then I learned from there. Yeah. But you know. Um uh and, and that was that was super beneficial. You know, I learned how to produce a show and, uh-huh. and do, you know, get information and research. Ground up. Of course back then it was much harder because you just had to steal I, well I would a couple yeah. of newspapers, <laughs> borrowed a couple of newspapers, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, and and collected information that uh-huh. way. So it it was uh, it was a different experience, but it was all good. It was all good. You know, I, I don't know if you guys ever heard of a guy named Nasty Ness. 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 Nasty Ness
Rodriguez. He was with Sir Mix a Lot's crew. Uh uh-uh. uh. Did you? you y'all remember Sir Mix a Lot? I know Sir Mix a Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole yeah I, but I just yeah. remember Sir Mix a Lot. Posse's on Broadway. Yeah, Posse, come on. We, we opened the show with the Posse well, you know, on Broadway. Y'all know. My hoop y'all know team? that's where I used to kick it at on Broadway. Okay. Right? okay. The school I went to, the College of the Arts, was right down the street from there. Right. Mm-hmm. Six, six yeah. Big drive in. Yeah. So, okay. the, one of the guys who was in the video, the Samoan guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is. That is Nasty Ness. Well, Nasty Ness was the afternoon guy. So okay. basically, when I once I went there, I didn't just intern for the morning show. I started interning for everybody. So oh. I was like, you know, it was it was a legendary crew at that time in Seattle because that was like literally at the time the only black station right. there for mm-hmm. years. You know, Damn. so. So what transitioned you from Seattle to Wisconsin then? Because I would have stayed out west. Is it west? Yeah, you know what though? I'm gonna tell you, there were no uh black FMs. Okay. Right? And there still isn't to today. Oh. Um, um there's Cube, K U V E, which It's a little everything, know. right? Uh-huh. A little everything, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not really Pop. yeah, a little well, they're, they're hip hop. Hip hop. They say they're hip hop, yeah. but they're you know. Right, right, we right, know right, right, right. We know what we're talking about. We know yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, um, even though they do have some people of color on the station, uh, okay. but they reflect a different viewpoint than a urban, a true urban. They're station. not a Midwest. Let's say they're not a Midwest or Southern urban. Okay. They're, okay. You know, gotcha. What gotcha. they it's think, like alternative. Well, well, no, it's it's. You know, it's what they think an urban brand should be. Out okay. There, okay. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Right. Um, and so uh, the job opportunity. Uh, well, the Midwest age. definitely has a lot more R&B than oh, you yeah. think. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I came out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was out in Seattle, I was there for five or six years. Uh-huh. Then I moved to Southern California. Okay. And I was on a station that is an iHeart station now. It's called XHRM. And it was a hip-hop and R&B station at the time. Okay. And, you know, did quite well with that. Took it from last place playing San, San Diego Padres games. I was like, what? Y'all got to get this off. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> to number one in the market. And then after that, they... You know, the ownership sold. Different things happen in radio, you know. Oh, yeah. And that was your first Format iHeart? change. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't an iHeart station at oh, the time. Oh, okay, okay. No, it wasn't. Okay. And then, so then a friend of mine, I don't know if you guys know who Greg Mack is, but Greg Mack. Uh, is it Greg Mack? No. no, 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 Greg, no. Mack. <laughs> Greg Mack. Greg Mack was on the original hip-hop station. Okay. The very first one called, um, uh, uh, I forgot, out in California. Okay. But anyways, he was on the, oh, K-Day. It was K-Day. Uh, out in California, and Greg was also the first DJ to put together a compilation CD. Okay. Right? So he had, you know, uh, Snoop and uh-huh. all those people mm-hmm. on his compilation CD. That's and if up. you watch the end of Straight Outta Compton, uh-huh. there's a little thing on the end about Give him. Give a help, yeah. It's like a him up there and all this kind of stuff, but it's like a cartoon character or something. It's on the very end. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, so he owned a station in Fresno, so he asked me to come up and be the APD. So I went there, I did that for six months. All the while, I had been negotiating to come to Milwaukee. And I ended okay. up negotiating with two different PDs. It just happened to be the second PD that uh, yeah, brought that, me out here. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what's up, you yeah. know. So like we said, you definitely made a lot of noise in Milwaukee. Hey, you know, you, uh, know. You, you brought 
No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you pretty much, you know, brought the V here, right? No, like, no, no, no. The V okay. was here was before here. I got here. Okay. Yeah, the V was here before I got here. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm from Chicago, so I, right. yeah, I was listening to 107.5 yeah, back a when. Dude, a dude named Tony Fields. Okay. Tony, uh, <laughs> Tony Fields. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, I loved working for Tony Fields, mm-hmm. and uh, I was one of his A-team members. A-team? A-team? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fields? Yeah, yeah. I'm part of the B-team right now. I'm on the C team working my way up <laughs> to B minus. So yeah, so um, uh, you know, uh, I've been here. I've been here for about five or ten minutes. Oh, five yeah, or ten five minutes. Love <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. I stole that too. So okay, I'll share, I'll share with you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, working for the V, you know what? What has been, I guess, one thing that stood out the most? You, your being your transition here and coming to Milwaukee, what really made you want to be a part of the V100.7 family? Other than Tony? Was it Tony well, that really? you know, um, there was a moment uh, after I got here, and I, from the time I got to Milwaukee, I was trying to leave. I go, <laughs> Y'all cold, it was but, different. It was different. It's cold. cold. It's cold. cold. I had never experienced cold. But more sunshine. More sunshine. Yeah, lots of sunshine, and then you go, oh, oh I want to go outside, and you know, and, you, <laughs> and bask, and, right, you know, oh, it's 30 below. Oh. <laughs> but sunny. So, sunny, exactly. but sunny. Yeah, sunny. In, in Seattle, it's raining it, a lot. It's, 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 it's overcast. overcast. It's overcast. There it yeah. is. It's overcast. Yeah. yeah. And they, when, I, when I used to live there, they say if you carry an umbrella, you consider it a tourist. Yeah. Because nobody really carries umbrellas. Nobody there. really yeah. carries umbrellas. Yeah. Yeah. If it's tough, you might have a hood or something. Yeah, right. But pretty much, you just go for what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Wisconsin, the cold kind of discouraged you at first, and you was gonna leave. Yeah, from the time I got here, I experienced that first cold night. I was like, let me put these resumes. Right. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, like, wait, did this PD hit me up first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, and then there was a point. And we were giving away tickets to some concert. So when you guys say PD, you mean program director. Program director. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let y'all know. Let y'all know. And I have not been the program director all the while that I've been here. Yeah. Let's be clear. I have not done that. Um, um, so speaking of which, I mean, did we even touch on what is your current role? Yeah, and right that's why I started now. at the beginning because we're going to work up. But yeah. yeah, tell them. Go ahead. Put them on notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> put them on notice. I am the senior vice president of programming for iHeart. Yeah. Milwaukee. What? Yeah. So that means all the stations, right. all, all the program directors yeah. of the stations report to me. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you oversee how many stations right now? Twelve. Twelve. What? And can you list those stations for us? Oh, why are you trying to put me on oh, those? Okay. You trying to put me out? Oh, put me no, on? Okay, no, okay. No, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I put you on the spot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay you want to start with Milwaukee? Yeah, okay. yeah let's start with the Milwaukee. Let's start with the city. Okay, W-M-I-L. Uh-huh. W-R-I-T. Uh-huh. W-R-N-W. W-O-K-Y and W-I-S-N. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's up. That's, that's what's up. So transitioning from an OAP, on-air personality. Well, I'm to, still I'm still on-air personality. Yeah. So now, I mean, but you're taking on a lot more responsibility. Well, well, you know what's funny is my program director reports to me. 
I mean, wait a minute. Yo, no, you're on. I, you report I, to as, yourself. <laughs> no, as an on-air personality, I report to Reggie Brown. Oh, okay. And then Reggie Brown, as a program director, reports to me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's why I tell people, uh, let me get back on the air. My ball's coming up in here. Right, right, right. <laughs> And, and and honestly, since you said that, I know it was a time, you know, uh, so I was a part of the promotions team, the B team, which is why I said that that was mm-hmm. the Bailey Cole yep. team, you yep. know what I'm saying? But you were part of the A t- the T team, so T-team. you ain't even... Tone team, okay. <laughs> 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 but no, so like, uh, you know, we had that whole series of, you know, um, well, the pandemic happened. Right. The pandemic happened. A lot of us, you know, got laid off or right. furloughed and different pieces started moving and Reggie right. ended up becoming the... What was pro, he ended up becoming the program director mm-hmm. and you transitioned to the senior uh, right. vice president, right? Right. Well, I was, uh, it was kind of a weird thing, right? Right. I ended because of the pandemic, I ended up working, I was promoted to vice president programming for New Orleans, okay. And I ended up, it ended up because of the pandemic, I never was able to move. Oh. But I was going down to New Orleans like once a week each month. Because you was just in the process of getting up out of here. Right. Because yeah. I was going to leave. I was like, okay, bet. We going to yeah. move. Okay, you know. Looking for a crib. You know, like, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. we doing all that. And then they was like, yeah, you're not moving. There's a whole moratorium. There's a whole right. moratorium for a mm-hmm. whole year yeah. on anybody from iHeart moving anywhere. And we didn't know it was going to be a year long. They just kept every month going, yeah, you still can't move. Still can't move. You right. Know? And then finally, when they decided, all of a sudden they were going to do another layoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They said, "Okay, you know what? You're not moving to New Orleans." <laughs> <laughs> I actually had was on a trip to New Orleans to finally uh, uh, get a place. Yeah. And I got a call from my boss. That's you know the EVPP. Actually, ironically enough. He is the executive vice president of programming for uh, Wisconsin and for Louisiana. And so he called me up and was like, yeah. Um, so I hear you're in New Orleans. I was like, yeah. You enjoying your trip? I was like, yeah. I said, I'm down here. You know, so I can find my place and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, you're not moving. So enjoy your trip. Have a good Hey, go up Bourbon Street. <laughs> you're probably like, huh? <laughs> exactly, I was. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He said, no, you know there's a moratorium. What do you what, what do you want to go down there for anyway? And he look, what are you going to do? Have coffee with him? Hey, you can work virtually. You can do this all virtually. Look, four months. Give me four months. Right. And I was like, okay. So just wait four months to move? And he's like, four months yeah, okay. Four months to stay. <laughs> he said, well, yeah, okay. But before that four months is up, we'll check with you. I was yeah. like, okay. And before you continue, what's a moratorium? That means... You can't do anything. Okay. Like, lockdown. You're on lockdown. You know? And so I was like, okay. Okay. So I enjoyed my trip and um, came back to, you know, I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but okay. And uh, for almost four months to the day, the chief dude, Mm -hmm. Tony Coles, called me and was like, hey, so. You don't, you didn't really want to move to New Orleans, did you? <laughs> and I was like, well, I was planning on it a little bit. Right. And he said, I would really love for you to stay in Milwaukee. It's nice to be wanted. 
Mm-hmm. It is nice to be one. Yes, it is. And then the check was nice, too. That's okay. Put those together. That's okay. Two and two make keys sometimes, right? <laughs> two and two, you're like, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what's up. That's definitely. So that's kind of what that's kind of what happened with that. It was it was all good. It was okay. all good. Yeah. Well, you could be in New Orleans right now. You might not be. I, you know what? And I'm. Try to get air conditioning. I'm a, I'm <laughs> a, a firm. All those yeah, sit yeah. prayer, definitely. I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, and God does what He want to do. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, when that came up, I was like, I don't have to call the movies no more. Uh-huh. I can get the unpack that box. Right, right, right. <laughs> So she's a loving mother as well. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. and he, he was going to go through that mood too. Exactly. Oh, he was happy because, you know, he was looking, we were both looking forward to a new adventure. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I was saying goodbye to all my friends and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I was, oh, don't worry about it. You can just come down. Now I was like, girl, I'm about to slide through. Hold on. Let's go, you know. You know, so that's always. And you got to witness your Milwaukee Bucks. Now, not y'all want to okay. It's gone. We okay. represent. Make history. Yeah. Make history. Yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah. I know that it's Bucks and Six. Bucks and Six. Yeah. I know that that whole experience being here, how was that for you? Oh, that was great. And have you always been a Bucks fan? or? Uh, yeah, yeah kind of. Okay, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Supersonics, baby. They're yeah. Sonic, but they, yeah. you know, yeah. they ain't really there no more. Right. But they keep saying it. They have they all the confidence yeah. in the world to see how they're going to come to team. Yeah. I was like, just as long as it ain't the Milwaukee yeah. you know, team. You good. How, it it would have been a few years. Yeah, it would have been. Such a big seed. It doesn't have a team. It still blows my mind. It's left in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Something like that, right? I have a question. Like, what's been the biggest change in the game since you started like i mean it's a different world now from right you started on air to now with oh. social media and streaming yeah. and like what's yeah. been the biggest change for that you think that you've seen in your career that's changed radio changed it's all changed of it. all of, I, social media i mean the fact that you could simply you know go on a celebrity's page and like say something crazy and they'll reply to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. What that is, is true. that? Yeah. The immediacy. That immediacy yeah. mm-hmm. of a response, you know, because back when I was coming in the game, there was no way that you would ever be able to contact uh like you know, if you were on, right, right. And, and yeah. the, but even if you were on the air, it's hard for me to get through if I'm gonna be talking crazy. It right, is, right, you know? yeah. right, <laughs> right. But you can hit my Instagram page, and if I don't like what you got to say, then you I'm gonna you go. Uh, 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 <laughs> you gotta know. It's but let, let me ask you, know. who DMs have you slid in though? No, 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 We were both in a Kanye one. Right, right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm playing with you, Tom. Whatever. But social media is the biggest thing you think that's changed every. It's it, changed it everything, changed hasn't the game. it? It really has changed the game. It changed everything. Okay. It changed the way people even promote their records. Yeah. Some artists got their deals because of social yes. media. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So I really, yeah, I had this conversation. I think with you and somebody else. How does streaming work then now with, you know, so Drake just dropped a new album. Every, every time I play that album, is that considered a stream? Every time I play a song, is that considered a stream? Like, how does streaming work with radio and 
like overall how does it work so like if you pay spotify nine dollars a month for spotify and he streams three songs from Drake. Does does Drake get paid for those three songs that he streamed, or like how does that like, work? Or do you I've have always to download. I, yeah. yeah. Now I believe it's so many cents per time is streamed. Yes, that's what was my understanding was okay. cents per stream. Right, and um, as far as like how it works with radio, you know, the, other than the fact that you can go on our free iHeartRadio app. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> <laughs> and and stream, you know, you can stream music there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You can type in Drake and it'll play everything available that's Drake, plus it'll add in stuff that yep. matches, you know, uh -huh. that kind of, you know, your kind of uh, style uh -huh. of music. Uh -huh. um, Algorithm picture. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, um, you know, those things, that's all streaming. And then you can also stream our radio station. Okay, right? okay. And you can thumb up or thumbs down songs that you like. Yeah. See, that's different. Yeah. Like, think about right. that. And that's you know, that's yeah. analytical information yeah. Yeah. that you know yeah. that you don't you know get it. So there's lots of different things and entities with streaming. But I just want everybody to pick up your streaming device, whether it's your phone or your iPad or your speaker, uh -huh. and just turn on V one hundred point seven. If you go to work and leave it on, we good. Okay. Just, okay. you know, just leave it on. Oh, you're going to do it right now, huh? Just, do it right now. Yeah. Stream me, baby. Just yeah. stream me. Yeah. Because guess what? That helps us in ratings as well. Okay. You know, stream. There you go. And mm -hmm. just, you know, type in V100.7 and stream. But you can leave it on. You, hey. Okay. All day at the crib. You need Plug to talk. It. You know what I'm saying? Plug <laughs> talk. We're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what's up. Um, I guess I did have another question as far as, you know, with all the events that you have, because you work and have done a lot of events with V100.7, like Sister Strut, and first off, let's just talk about Sister Strut. I know that that holds close to your heart. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with Sister Strut and what you know. What's the meaning behind it, honestly? Well, Sister Strut is is important that we give everybody their flowers, right? Yeah. There's a disc jockey on the radio. She is on in Philadelphia and on in Detroit on um, W. Uh, WMYX. Okay. WM, I think it's WMYX. It's Mix okay. in Detroit. Um, uh, and her name is Frankie Darcel, and she started Sister Strike. Okay. Okay. Shout out, Frankie. And uh, Becky Yang, who used to be the sales manager here, she was the original promotions director on Sister Strike. Sister Strike started in a mall in Detroit. Uh huh. You know, and they just walked the mall, right? Uh, and it became bigger and bigger, and it became it became what it is today, right? Uh, because of the work that they put in in Detroit. But it's about getting the message out about breast cancer, and you know it's survivable. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, women that women of color that are diagnosed are more likely to die from breast cancer because of you know various reasons, mm -hmm. you know, um, including lack of education about you know what to do mm -hmm. right and so you know early detection is super important yep. that's the key to your survival mm -hmm. right i have two sisters that uh, have been affected by breast cancer two sister survivors and you know for me it immediately became personal right we mm -hmm. tried to get involved with other walks and everything before we decided to bring sister strut here and when we couldn't do that we decided the best thing to reach the milwaukee and racine communities 
was to do our own. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this year's Sister Strut will be Saturday, October 2nd. It'll be downtown at the Marcus Performing Arts Center's Peck Pavilion. Okay. And um, it's a $10 registration fee. Okay. And you get all the goodies that come with it. Okay. You know. Look, I brought this up Look. at the right time. Yes, yeah, you yeah. did. Yes, you Definitely. did. Yeah, yeah. You give get, you a shout out exactly, now. Exactly. Because you get your, your ladies, y'all know y'all want the, you remember Tone. Yeah, Sister Strong was fun. Man, like, they, and they all wanted all the yeah, giveaways. Yeah, a lot, a lot of giveaways. That, yeah. yeah, because you know what? As black women, there's. Well, we should come down for it. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. We don't, as black women, we don't get to, you know, see things with our likeness on mm -hmm. it and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Right. And people like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all the sister stuff, we got a sister on the yeah, yeah. We got a whole little situation going on. And you know what? We we put those brand, put that brand on different items this year. Um we did ten dollar registration mm -hmm. fee while supplies last. Don't even trip, ladies. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you want it, this? It, it's, it's a beautiful thing though it because is. it's not just for for the women. Yeah, you know, um, exactly. Uh, being a man and you know, been working with iHeart like mm -hmm. I've been doing this yeah. for the last four years. Exactly. That, right, right. Uh, but it's been dope to participate and actually see all the families yeah. go out there. Yeah. You know, and grandmas. Kids, yeah. Like, yeah. Kids, kids twelve and under are free, by the way. Yeah. And so here's the thing. You get. The bag, okay. Sister strip bag, swag. You get, you get yeah, you get the official T-shirt, yeah, and you get a scarf. This is with all with the sister strip logo on yeah. it. And yeah. we're gonna give away other stuff there. And then, sure, but and then you got the performers, right? You got some, oh yeah, we got performers, yeah, yeah. Rodney Poe, okay, former member of Black Street. That's what's up. He'll be performing live. That's what's up. Just in, okay, okay. Breaking news. Wait, wait, wait. comedy comedian Kelly Kells will be there. Okay, okay. Oh, y'all know, y'all know she put on. That's my girl right there. We got to get her on the show next. Oh yeah, Kelly Kells be doing her thing. Yes, she. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Oh, also, um, Jeanette Mixon, gospel recording artist. Jeanette Mixon will be there That's as well. So it's going to be a great event. We want to, and it's being brought to you by the Freighter and Medical College of Wisconsin. Hey. So y'all, look. Hey. They well, have it in. Baby, come just put y'all on notice, yeah, okay? Right put on. you on notice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, and then, what are some of the other events that you have participated in or that you help run here in the city? Um, you know, we have uh, our Hallelujah for the Holiday. Oh, yeah. We traditionally do our Family Fair Expo. We're hoping to get all the events back on schedule for next year because we had to take a year off because yeah. of COVID and right. everything. But, you know, Family Fair Expo, you know, you come, you bring the whole family. Mm -hmm. It's this whole deal where it's a good time, inexpensive and good time for the whole family so everybody can come out yeah. and be a part of it. So, so that's a big part of... Uh, on being a personality, being on the radio, being on streaming online is is a lot of these events. I mean, he, yeah. he told me about all this stuff yeah. he used to do, and mm -hmm. I didn't know, I didn't understand that 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 was such a big part of getting listeners in and drawing oh, and attracting yeah. people. Okay. Oh yeah, and you know what we we take part in other events as yes. well, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, uh, obviously, we're at Summerfest with yeah. iHeart, you of course, know, of course, um, and that's a big entertainment event, but. We also are a part of Coleman's More mm -hmm. Than Pink yeah, Walk, yeah. Susan G. Coleman's yeah. More Than Pink Walk. Uh, we're also a part of a lot of different things as iHeart, you know, um, the American Cancer Society's walks and everything mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot that we do in the community. 
anytime. Reggie and I are mm-hmm. always willing, just so y'all know, to come yeah. out and, you know, be a part of whatever you're doing today. I was with Black Film mm-hmm. and talking about maternal health for uh-huh. black black women, you know, and their birth cycle and, uh-huh. yeah. you know, everything that's going on with that. Um and so there are a lot of things that we do. We don't necessarily go, hey, we're going to be on right, that. Right, 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 right. Because it's not all for that. It, it It is to, you know, be more of an assistance and be more a part mm-hmm. of our community. Yep. We do do a food and coat drive every year for to benefit the Salvation Army. Okay. And, you know, just, you know, we're here. You know, yeah, we do the fun stuff. We do the entertaining things. But... We do all of that, but what about us, like, really dealing with the need of the community uh-huh. in general, trying to assist in addressing, you know, right. some of those things, you know, uh, that we all need or help that we need in the community? And I think that's important because, I mean, I grew up listening to radio. And, you yeah. know, and that was a soundtrack. You know, I'd be in the backyard shooting hoops, and, yeah. you know, you just you hear that same voice your whole right, right. childhood yeah. growing up. Yeah. Like, that's a yeah. part of it. I, I remember yeah. that. And, that <laughs> you, and you and Reggie definitely have that voice that yes. will always be rememberable. And, like, people definitely look for you when you're out in the community. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, He's right. Uh, but being a black woman in, in, in this predominantly white space, if y'all if, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and male. And male. And, and male dominant. How, what adversities have you faced and what have you, how have you been able to overcome those? You know, I had to die dude with that. Yeah, because how was it? Yeah, how did it change once you were in the room? You know what I mean? Oh, you that's was in funny. the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean. <laughs> um, well, I think that everybody had to get used to a new way of, right. you know. I try not to operate in a sphere of, you know, fear mm-hmm. or anything. And I think you know that, Tom. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when it when it comes down to it, one of the things that I love about Milwaukee and the team here has always been that everybody understands that um, this is your job, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like we're all adults, and um, and I think all of the program, all of our program directors are like this, and you know we all ought to be able to achieve our goal and be on mission and be on point, mm-hmm. right? And not have to go through a whole bunch of drama because we, you know, right, yeah, right. we all try. We're to all, we all trying to reach the same thing, right, right. You know? And so I don't, I don't try to. I like to have a. A situation where if it becomes serious and we need to sit down and talk because there's something we need to accomplish mm-hmm. for your uh, particular situation or your particular station, then we can do that. Right. You know, right. um, you know, I think that there's always that air of, you know, how a person is going to be or who they are, yes. and sometimes you know, we have to, you know, let them see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And while we may not be perfect, even in the beginning, because we still learn in the ropes, exactly. and there's a lot of things that they don't, that you're not, you know, you may not be aware of, but you learn by rote or by somebody helping you out uh-huh. or whatever. But, you know, you get there. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know, I just found that you always have to turn those stumbling blocks into stepping stones right. and forge ahead. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's the... And do the best that you can. Yeah, that's the main you know? part right there. You got to turn it, turn those stumbling blocks Boxes into a stepping... Yeah, yeah. I think one of the most positive answers to that question yeah. I've ever heard. I like that. That's good because uh, it's like, yeah, if there's a block, okay, we 
I mean, you know, people just have to. I feel like, I feel like even when it comes to um, uh, issues of color, maybe Uh that people just have to get to know you, right? And they they just have to see, right? And they'll develop their own opinions, and then when you help them out a few times, they'll realize that, oh, (laughs) right, right, okay, well. Yep. You know, maybe, yep. you know, maybe that's, you know, or sometimes you just have to be 10 times better than the next person. Uh-huh. It just all depends. Yep. But I think that uh, those are things that we've all, as people of color, had to deal with our whole lives, yep. right? And, and I, mm-hmm. so I've, I've been doing uh, racial equity training and stuff like that. So oh, okay. it's definitely been that's fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely been yeah, fresh. But like yeah. the thing that I realized is that, you know, doors are going to close. You know, a door is going to close on you. Yep. Like, but do you stop trying to open them? You know what I mean? Well, like, you know what? I believe. Like, you got to, you got to keep believe, trying. I believe. You know I mean? like, oh, you it's do. Unlocked. It's unlocked. Yeah. It's unlocked. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I believe, as it says in the Bible, when one door closes, God opens another one. Exactly. You know? exactly. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing, you yeah. know. So, you know. And I would say when one door closes, they might not have locked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right back in. You, might, you can still lock it. I like that. I like that. I'm still here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, jumping back into you know connected with the community, Reggie, Reggie, smoothest, smoothest butter, butter brown. Oh my I, was gonna say, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I was like, I'm not gonna. You know, he, he got into a boxing kind, uh, a boxing. Oh, yeah. I was gonna bring it up the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I wait to see when you about to get in the ring. Who you about to square up? <laughs> you know that is so funny. So I was backstage at uh, at Kelly Kells concert uh-huh. and. She happens to, they open the door. I'm getting the security. I done got me a little escort to the back, the security guard, everything. I was like, <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, uh, and the elevator opens. She's standing there. And, you know, we. she can't tell who I am because I got my mask on. Uh-huh. And I was like, it, I walked right up to her. And I said, you know what? If you, I'm going to cut you. She started laughing. She said, you know. She said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. First she said, she all right. She with me. All right, 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 right. right. Security is about to get. Hey, hold on. Exactly. Did they want to help? And she said, "You know, because she Houghton was one of the hosts." Uh huh. She said, "I told they was like, well, who gonna fight next? Who gonna fight? Who gonna fight Kelly?" She said, "Well, damn, I guess it's gonna be me and Bailey." Right. I was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> not me." Now let me ask you, what you think of the fight? No. Was <laughs> it? You was not his emergency contact. I told him to have his emergency contact contact me. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they say Reds went crazy. I ain't get to see it either. Look, he did. brought the belt back. Yeah, he That's brought the belt. He brought the belt to the beat. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right, Bells, as we uh, end up wrapping this up a little bit, I would like you to share, you know, you, you've done a lot of interviews with people. You have uh, you know, met your share of celebrities. Uh, yeah. so Last I, night I met Nelly for the second time. For the, I think I was there the first time. Was yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that? that was, you know what? Nelly was real cool. I said okay. He, was really, really good. he asked me and Reggie to stay 
and watch the show and you know hang that's out. We was like, okay, right? You know what that's what's okay, that's yeah, what yeah. It, it's mature, Nelly. Now you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, oh yeah. He didn't grew up a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. He's, but he's, he's, his security was. I was like, he had to come in and be like, hey, what's going on? Oh, Everything yeah, good? Yeah. Everything good? You know, COVID. They try to make sure, you right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. COVID. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, who has been your favorite interview, or what has been your favorite interview? You know, I, I don't think that I can necessarily answer you that. You can answer that? Okay. I can tell you what the worst ones were. I think I'm going to know who these is. But go ahead, tell me some worst ones. Yeah, I like that a little bit better anyway. Okay. Pubio, Pubio. The, the absolute worst? <laughs> What am I about to say? You about to say they can't? No. Dang. That was second worst. Dang. You had you were here then, weren't you? I, I, I right after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. No, you were here the last time I interviewed Nick. Oh, Kennedy. okay. You're right. You're right. You okay. Here. Um. Uh. No, but it, the first one was um, Martin Lawrence. I've what? Heard, I've heard that from multiple people. No, you know what? And because of him, I want to tell you, because of him, I I won't ever interview comedians anymore. No, I won't do it. Wait, what happened? It was a devastating experience. Tell me. It's all a blur. I had to hang up. I was. was, was, Oh, it wasn't even in person either, so. No. Yeah. You just mean? I think he was going through something. Yeah, he was. That's what he was doing, running tail that, I feel like. You know what I mean? the next day was the day they found him in, in Hollywood. Right. Naked. 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 Yeah. Naked. Yeah. yeah. Literally the yeah. next day. And it was like. He um, was out there. He was out there. He was very much out there. And I was just softballing questions because comedians, you can't fool with no right. comedians. Yeah. Right. The only comedian I fool with is Kelly Kells. I feel that. Look. Cause, and that's family. So yeah. the rest of them, I can't even do it. I won't even attempt to, you know. And. Uh, he was just out there and I was just like he was cussing me out and stuff and I was I couldn't believe it. I was I was taken aback. I was like, I didn't even say nothing. No. I didn't say nothing. Why are you yelling at me? And to this day I will not if a if a comedian wants an interview You won't. Give no, somebody else. Yeah. I get uh, Reggie Brown. Uh-huh. Reggie Brown know how to handle them all. He yeah. got it. You wrangle them all. Anybody ever, can handle that from the sound of it. That's not a sword. Yeah, yeah, see mm. look, if you uh you can if you think back Who's always interviewing the comedians and stuff? Oh, yeah, it's Reggie. Yeah, yeah. It's Reggie. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. Yeah. You know, that's a secret. That's a behind-the-scenes secret. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, I know y'all usually see me like this. Okay. Go crazy. Inside But no, uh, And then Nick Cannon was the second. Yeah. And yeah, I tell them about that one. Tell them about that experience. Yeah, Nick Cannon. I, I, I thought yeah. everybody loved Nick Cannon. Well, you see, know. <laughs> I did when I did my first interview. Yeah. yeah. I really did. I just thought that was, I mean, it was a surprise. He came in. It was right around drumline time, okay. right? Okay. was still trying and, to do Disney stars. Uh, right. <laughs> I was just like, <gasps> and it was great and everything. And then, you know, the second time, I, Nick is a different person. Yeah. You know, and people grow, yeah. you know. Hey, Mary Bernard, I carry. He, yeah. He came in with <laughs> the turban on. With the turban, yeah, yeah. He got me with the turban. And then I was like, you know, I felt like uh, Blue Ivy. You know that picture? All <laughs> 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 oh, the picture was at the basketball game, and Blue Ivy was like, what in the I'll world? I'll put that right there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put that picture up, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of felt like that, but it was cool, you know. All right. Nick didn't open up in the interview. I felt like, oh, my gosh, this is a crash and burn interview. Mm-hmm. Nick didn't open up to... 
the interview or have any type of feeling in the interview. I don't know if he was still asleep. If, I know he's been dealing with a lot of health issues right, right. and stuff. But I just didn't, uh, until I started talking about the kids. Yeah. Okay. Then he got um, into it. His kids was Mariah. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, then he started. That brought him oh, alive. Yeah, yeah it kind yeah, of brought yeah. him alive. But yeah. that was towards the end of the interview when it was like, okay, we got to go type thing. Yeah. But then, you know, we, we I was walking to the lobby and one of my coworkers started talking to him. He took the turban off, sat down in his office, started yucking it up. I was like, well, I couldn't get that from you. But I think it, it also might have to do with the fact that I wasn't playing his record. So. Uh, artists do that. Uh, That's yeah. an artist thing. She wasn't playing Gigolo. That's my no, story. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> and no, it wasn't Gigolo. I told you, Nick had the best bar in there. <laughs> I'm not trying to be your man. Pick my That is a great bar. That's a great bar. Nick, hey, I'll rock with you, Nick. That's a great bar, bro. It wasn't that song. Oh, okay. It was whatever song he had out recently, and I just want to say that obviously y'all don't know the name of it either. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So, because it was more of a political song, I think. Right? Is that what it was? I think. Yeah. Who knows? Everybody, Nick Cannon, he's hilarious. He is. And you know what? I didn't know. I didn't realize at the time that he was a comedian either. That he started off as a comedian. I did not know that either. That's yeah. breaking news. See, breaking yeah. news. See. What? 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 I need that body out here. Where is my body? But you know what though? I said that to him too, and he just got. I think that upset him even more oh. because I didn't know. I mean, I know he did wild and out and all that kind of stuff, but I thought that was like just acting. improv. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's what right, yeah. right. So, you know, I said, I knew he was acting. I knew he married Mariah. What more do you want from me? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you can't be doing nigga like that. I said, I'll tell you something. is one individual that I look up to in the sense of, like, all the things that he's doing, the entrepreneurship. Exactly. Like and it. you know what? I'm not in any way. Right, right. You're not dogging him. You no, no. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I have to just put yeah. that on is. He is a multi-talented person. Yeah, yeah. a worker. You know, yeah. but it's just my fault. Because I didn't know about the other stuff. I knew about I knew about the stuff that was prevalent at the time in his But he should have humbled himself in that sense and just put you on notice. You know what I'm saying? Well, just let you know a little bit about Well, he did. So, he did. Uh, he did. That's like the turban. But the I'm turban just saying. Just... I think the turban is because he's sick. The mental, yeah, yeah. Um, some, some health so, problem that he have, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But, um, but I like Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more we could talk to you about but yeah. your agent, your your time, agent trying to tell me oh um, you looked out there in the agent yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what I was like, I was like Kendall here <laughs> That's my son. Right, right, right. No, but this been dope, and uh, you know, once again, thank you for allowing us to be here. Yes, at iHeartMedia. The studio, and, uh, all this stuff without you doesn't happen. So we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, we gonna get you back on the show. Okay, uh, I like being yeah, on the show. Look, yes, yes, we, I this is I, I have to have you guys on my podcast too. And, and yeah, yeah anytime. put us on notice about your podcast, Positivity People, or, uh, or no, that was. 
that's that was, for the air. That was for, well, positive, no, Positively People is um, a public service po- podcast for V100.7. There we go. But also, I have my own podcast. It's called Here's One More Thing. Okay. Okay. And it's produced by Shannon all around. That's Woo-hoo! what's up. Shannon all around. And let me plug uh, her podcast as well. It's called All Around Help. Uh, both podcasts you can check out on your free iHeartRadio app. Okay. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. We're about to kick in with the new season of Here's One More Thing. We're, you know, working on it diligently, so I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Well, that's what's up. Wait, it's it's going to be raw and real. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, and you know what? My B100 iHeartRadio app is there playing is. There live it is. right she now. She said raw and real, y'all. It's going to be okay. raw and real. Go crazy. It's going to be raw and real. Okay. Well, you know, oh. Definitely gonna subside to me on your side. Okay. 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 We go, we go <laughs> I, don't, I don't want y'all to be mad. You're gonna be like, oh man. So we're gonna dive into like the relationships and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Because she got some stories, oh, y'all. Oh, I had the bodyguards with people at a few days. You and Vince, I'm back here. Hey. Bells, you good? Wait, why are you scared? Wait, why are you scaring people up? Hold on, here we go, hold on. We sorry, Kanye. We sorry. We don't want no trouble. Look, call us for consultation next time. Whatever you told you to touch this. We would have. This is all off the record. We're just clapping. All off the record. Hey, hey. We don't need nobody rolling up on us. We live in